0: Yo, beast mode! I go beast mode. Left, right, hook, and I reload. Speed until it e slow. Connect every uppercut, knee blow. Hello and welcome back to the Southport Jab Podcast. There's uh, been quite a, a big event in the in the world of boxing this week that uh, I'm sure no one's heard about, but we will break the news about quite how Anthony Joshua's fight in the USA went. We'll let you know. You won't have seen the result. Uh, we're <laughs> um, here with me is SouthportJab.com editor Adam How are you doing Adam?
1: I'm very well thank you George I'm, uh, It's very nice that this week we're, we're in the same location for the first time We're not over the phone We are as you can probably hear in a pub But that's, uh, that's rather nice having a, a pint of bitter and uh, chatting boxing So let's, let's crack on and talk about some, uh, some fights
0: Indeed, indeed. Very nice uh, that we're not doing this over the phone line for once.
1: Have we got a bit of South Pole jab news to start us off? Yes, yes. Obviously, this weekend, our very own Jack Hughes returns to action after his uh, uh, Southern Area title loss to Ricky Little. He's facing a guy called Stefan Slavchev on a Goodwin show, but we'll preview that later on. But obviously, good luck to Jack in that. And also, there's not much else going on, although our very own Lewis Van Pooch, Poochie, has gone out to Las Vegas. So uh, so win big out there, Poochie. Papa needs a brand new bag. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we'd all like to not work off the back of your luck. So, uh, yeah, have fun, Pooch. Definitely, definitely.
0: Uh, and we have also got some more tragic news, unfortunately, to discuss later on in the podcast. Uh, the death of uh, promising super middleweight Conor Law. Um, with this week But we're going to discuss Connor uh, In more depth later in the podcast um, In what we hope will be a fitting tribute First up though AJ He's got to be
1: he's got to be first um, Yeah I mean it's, it's probably the biggest news isn't it I mean as you say It's going to have been well covered People are going to have Everybody's got their own opinion on it And of course we've got our own opinions And you're a captive audience So you're going to have to listen to them <laughs>
0: yeah um I, I take you, but I, I, as what we said sort of off air really was that we didn't want to uh, spend too long just delving into our, our own opinions, say, on the conspiracy theories and such, but um, there's obviously a lot to dissect. With AJ's loss to Andy Ruiz, I'm very much in the camp that I want to give credit to Andy Ruiz. Yeah, same yeah. Same um, rather than saying AJ lost and lame. Well, it
1: was it was interesting because I, I can't remember. I think it was on the Buntsy podcast where they said about the, the bookmakers, and they said the bookmakers yeah. are, have, have it in terms of their odds for the next fight as an AJ loss rather than a Ruiz win. Mm. Um, they do. Which. I understand that, I understand that, especially with all this stuff about what went on, whether he was unwell, you know, this thing with his dad and Eddie Hearn in the ring afterwards, which I don't know if you've seen that video, where it was like kind of over Andy Ruiz's shoulder, and AJ saying to his dad, no dad it was me, no dad it was me, and you can't see his dad or what he's saying, but he's obviously giving Eddie Hearn some gin.
0: And Frank Smith as well, yeah, I think of Frank Smith. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But definitely I mean when you look at that in in those terms uh, the the bookmakers odds for the next fight have obviously already showed their interpretation of the first fight and as you said they are claiming basically that uh, Anthony Joshua let himself down rather than Ruiz fought very well I think there's going to be a little bit of value in backing Ruiz in the rematch potentially I
1: thought yeah it um, it wasn't a one punch lucky KO was it it was a it, 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 jo- yeah Joshua Joshua got beat up I you know I'm I'm not hating on Anthony Joshua at all I mean I'm not his biggest fan but I always, uh, as, as a person as a brand I think is most important there but I do enjoy watching him box I'll always watch his fights I'll watch his next fight I'll pay to watch his next fight that you know it doesn't matter whether you, what you think of him a loss is a loss he's been very magnanimous in defeat perhaps some might argue too magnanimous but you know, what What more is there to say on it?
0: Yeah, and by way of balance, I would say that I am an Anthony Joshua fan, so we've got a nice balanced podcast for you here. We're not going <laughs> to
1: be tearing
0: into AJ. We've also had to balance the be, table uh, in the
1: pub we're in yeah. so that we don't spill beer on the microphone, but, you know, okay. that's balance uh, for you. are uh, making
0: it sound professional now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so AJ's lost
0: to, Anthony, to Andy Ruiz Jr. I mean, one thing I want to pick out straight away um, was... The purpose in Andy Ruiz jr 's game plan and the snap in his punches it was a level above AJ's you know we 've seen AJ time and time again he overwhelms Just people batter people out yeah but he, he overwhelms people but Ruiz um, for me had a lot more snap and a lot more purpose, and I think that's uh, you know, people always want to talk about hunger in boxing, and I think that was the the manifestation of it
1: was the snap and the purpose and the coming forward. And he was fast as well. His mm. hands were fast for a guy of nineteen stone. But yeah, I mean, look, we, there's many podcasts out there. Everybody's going to be talking about this. Uh, we, you know, we're fans. We're fans. So, as a fan, I think. A, that was a brilliant fight to watch. As, as Anthony said afterwards, what a fucking fight. Mm. Um, but also, what a fucking fight. Katie Taylor against Delphine Persoon. I mean, if you haven't seen it, there is a highlights reel on on YouTube. Uh, it's an official one, so it won't be taken down. Go and look it up. Katie Taylor versus Delphine Persoon. I mean, just what an astonishing fight. What a fight. What a fight. I mean, it... it- As we
0: were we were discussing off air again, it was massive for women's boxing. It was, um, you know, some people have called it. I've spoken to have called it a coming of age moment for women's boxing because it was the fight that we all thought Shields versus Hamer would be.
1: I was at I was at the um, McCaskill fight, Mm. and I, I thought that was an astonishingly good fight. Brutal, skillful, you know, evenly matched. And we thought, as you say, Christina Hamer versus Clarissa Shields was going to be that. Unfortunately, it wasn't. However, yeah, I think this was, this was up there with the most well-known. Everybody says Hannah, Hannah uh, Rankin, our very own Team Southpaw jab, her fight against um, Alicia Napoleon last year, which was cruelly cut off television. Uh, annoyingly for me, because I stayed up till 4 o'clock in the fucking morning to listen to the bastard. Um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't shown, and there was a reporter ringside. I can't remember what blog he's from. Uh, women's boxing blog in the US called it the greatest fight you've never seen. So we haven't seen that, so we can't really comment on it. But by all accounts, it was a cracker. So the, the women's boxing does have these fights, but this was on the biggest possible stage with loads of belts on the line, and it was just—I mean, Katie Taylor. I mean, it was just brilliant.
0: It, it was also it was the right way around for me too we, you know with Shields and Hamer it was the other way around we got all the build up we got everyone was going this is going to be the fight of the century in women's yeah. boxing this is it but the, isn't and there that, was so so much hype way? so much hype and then we moved on to this Katie Taylor as she always does did her thing quietly and got on with it and, and so did Delphine Pursun all credit to her you know uh, a lot of people saying it should have been a draw or a Pursun win and I
1: just hope we see the rematch. And yeah, then we definitely. Do it again. I mean, Katie Taylor said that, but you know, if you say that in the aftermath and then the dust settles, it's different. Obviously, I spoke to uh, Lucy Wildhart this week who fights a Swedish fighter based in Hornchurch. She is fighting for the IBO lightweight title. So if she wins that, which obviously we hope she will, good luck, uh, Lucy, uh, she'll be basically the last piece of the puzzle depending on how much... Katie Taylor wants that IBO belt. I mean, mm-hmm. we like them at mm-hmm. Southport JAB as a governing body, but we also understand that other people don't. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's, it's interesting. Let's hope the, the Pursuit rematch happens though. So, uh, while we're there,
0: then, do you want to, to discuss? Uh, have a quick talk us through the Lucy Wildheart
1: fight. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's next weekend. It's in I think Cherbourg in France. I'm gonna. It's in France. Uh, she's fighting Lucy Wildheart. she's 5-0, two knockouts. She's fighting a French lady called Estelle Mosley, who's 4-0 and o with one knockout. It's the IBO lightweight title, world title. Um, as we've said, it will be the only world title in the top four, or five, whatever you want to call it, of governing bodies that Katie Taylor doesn't own. That's assuming that Delphine Pearson doesn't beat her in a rematch. Obviously, it's a. I mean, it's a fairly even fight. We know quite a few trainers and people in the women's game and uh, women's code, rather. And you know, they're saying that this is a, this is a good a good fight. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hugely exciting. It might be on television. Uh, Lucy said she's uh, she's going to let people know if you don't follow her, she's on. Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And actually we've got, I did an interview with her this week, so I've got, you know, a little bit more knowledge. But if you do want to read more, um, go to www.southboardjab.com. We've got a Lucy Wildhart interview. She's, uh, she's, a, she, she's a very nice, very interesting lady. Mm. Yeah, definitely head over to southportjab.com
0: and check out that interview. Uh, it's a really interesting one. I was reading it on the way over here, well worth a look. So elsewhere in in terms of reviews, we just wanted to have a quick look at the rest of that Anthony Joshua undercard, and I know Adam that you had something to say on your uh, your favourite boxer Josh Kelly. Oh
1: yeah, 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 Mister Showboat, and fucking piss around. Uh, look, you know, as you know, I was I was there for Josh Kelly versus. Um, God, the Polish lad, I apologise, um, I forget his name. It was Rano- Ranofsky, I Ranofsky, think? yes, thank you. Um, and I felt that, I mean, Josh Kelly, he was clearly better than this guy. There's no doubting his talent, Josh Kelly. Mm. He just confident. comes across in the ring like, a, for want of a better word, a flashy prick. Um, mm. That's two words.
0: He, he he did down his performance against in that last performance against I think it's renato And yeah, again, and he's, he's got this draw,
1: uh, you know, at the weekend, and by all accounts, he could have won it, but he spent too long being Mister Flashy Pants. And look, you know, they always say about fighters that you don't like, like Mayweather, uh, mm. Broner, people like that. You know, you tune in. Because you either want to watch them lose or you want to watch them win. I won't watch Josh Josh Kelly, frankly. He annoys me. There's no, you know, if I wanted to see him get beat up, fine. I don't really want to see him get beat up. He just annoys me, and I'm not going to tune in to watch him box based on that. And he's clearly a talented boxer, and by all accounts, he's a nice guy. I'm doing air quotes there, you can't (laughs) see that. Um, But I don't give a shit about that. I care about what he's like in the ring, and in the ring, he's a tosser. I, I was excited.
0: To tune in for him on that Dave Allen undercard, um, I was really excited to, to see another Josh Kelly fight. Um, and I haven't maybe gone quite as far in dis- <laughs> disapproval as you yet, but he did put me off, he did really put me off with yeah. the amount of show Well, I was sat, obviously, I was sat in um, the crowd,
1: and the neutrals were mm-hmm. rooting for Ronovsky by the end, so I mean, that I, tells yeah, you I'd pretty say much. I was as yeah. well. Well, I, exactly. There you go.
0: Um, you know, even though we'll always support the British fighter, really. Um, but I'm, one Speak thing for yourself, <laughs> I'm just going to put a theory out there for Kelly. Don't think it's going to happen, and I think Adam Booth is a fantastic trainer. But just in terms of what would work, you know, we were kind of talking about the, the boxing version of fantasy football teams. If you could just pair up trainers and fighters, we were talking about that earlier. I would love to say Josh Kelly and the Ingalls, because that, that's a hand, da, hands down style that uh, they teach at the Engle gym but he's also a disciplinarian Yeah. and I don't think he would stand for the showboating uh,
1: didn't the Ingles train uh, Nassim Hamid yeah <laughs> that, that's different <laughs> <laughs> completely not known for showboating <laughs> yeah, right, no, I, I, when I, you've I got on your hands yeah I get your point uh, Yeah, he's not perhaps, Nassim Hamid is he I suppose no. but look I mean, let's let's move on. Let's not talk about him. Callum Smith was also on the card. Yeah, he absolutely demolished Hassan and Dam and Jikam.
0: Um The finish was surgical, I thought. What was
1: your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I thought, obviously, Callum is... It's, it's difficult because when you're f- so clearly a massive super middleweight, I mean, bordering on light heavy, frankly, mm. to... Um, to be facing someone who's been dropped quite a lot down at middle, who's stepping up. It's, I mean, it's clever matchmaking because the geezer has got a good record. He's fought at a high level. But, I mean, Callum Smith has shown with that win over George Groves that he is the top guy in, in that division now. I mean, Benavidez, where's Benavidez gone? But, um, but, yeah, I mean, fair enough. He looked fantastic. I mean, it, basically, Callum Smith's win was what was expected of Anthony Joshua so he's yeah. probably the one that's made more of a name for himself well not more of a name but more of a, a good name for mm. himself in America so that's, that's great well done Callum and you know there's a lot of talk on Twitter about the uh, Alvarez fight and a lot of people saying respected people saying and some unrespected people <laughs> um, <laughs> that they think he'll beat Canelo and I have to say it's a fight that I'd love to see because you've got it's not like Rocky Fielding where he's being brought in to look make uh, you know basically give Canelo another world title a different it's way. He's got the size, hasn't he? Calum Smith. Calum Smith's got the size and he's a fucking good fighter. Mm. I mean he knocked hockey fielding out and around. Canelo Alvarez didn't do that. Mm. Anyway. i, that's I mean, for I, another day. I,
0: yeah well just while we're there, I don't think Calum Smith is quite the same quite the same level as Canelo. Maybe it will be one day. But, but the size works the size. Is advantage Yeah he, he, of course of How course. on earth does he make Super Middleweight I don't know if you saw Shannon Courtney's tweet
1: It was like the three mysteries of the world And it was like I can't remember the first two But it was two well, One of them must be how Anthony you know. Yard makes fucking light His geezer's about eight feet tall And as wide as a house
0: <laughs> But yeah But how does, how does Smith make Super middle? It's When you saw him in with George Boxing Groves Boxing
1: alchemy my friend When you saw
0: him in with George Groves <laughs> I, I mean I so was Groves like, is
1: a big light like, like, super middle yeah
0: that, and I was heartbroken about that because I just love George Groves yeah and me too it to bits. Yeah. Um, and it was a heartbreaking fight but anyway moving on so, <laughs> so that was
1: that card in America Madison Swear guard. yes but we do want to just touch
0: on AJ again yeah because he has come out today uh, He's he's come out uh, on his uh, social media channels, and confirmed that he's staying with Rob McCracken. Um, really happy with his his loyalty there. One thing I just raised earlier, I think I I I feel caught between the two opinions. In yes, be loyal to Rob McCracken. He's got you this far. He's done a fantastic job. But also, do we need a little injection of something fresh? You know, just just to freshen things up a little bit. I'm not saying get rid of McCracken. I'm saying. I think the best might be a middle road if there was a coach who would, could come in to maybe come Some sort of
1: addition kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, far be it from me to tell Anthony Joshua what to do, but um, what I did find interesting was in the interviews last week, he, did, he said, Anthony Joshua, he said something along the lines of, I, I'm, I'm not that great with change. I like to have my routines. So I think complete change for the sake of change is going to unsettle him mm-hmm. and not be beneficial certainly in the short term, long term is a different thing but they're going to want to get him back out quickly I would have thought probably before the end of the year which in Anthony Joshua returns, said November, December yeah, yeah exactly so um, obviously I would have thought they'd be looking for the rematch and that, they said they're going to invoke that mm-hmm. clause mm-hmm. But so you'd be fucking mad frankly if you don't like change and you're fighting a guy who's the only guy to have beaten you in professional rankings and not just beat you beat you down the last thing you need is to be struggling with other kind of um, angles that you don't you know intangibles mm-hmm. uh, and of course there's the issue of where it's going to be and uh, I know Eddie Hearn I was watching him on I think it was IFL TV was saying oh we'll remake it in London well good luck because you're not actually you don't hold the fucking hand anymore Al Heyman does Al Heyman owns all of the world titles, uh, mm-hmm. he owns all of the, the the four: the IBO, the WBA, the WBO, and the, the IBF. And then you've got WBC. I think, if I'm right, and this is yeah, all off the top is, of my head. Is Deontay yeah. Wilder slash Luis Ortiz, yeah, depending um, on who wins yeah. that, it's going to be Deontay Wilder, isn't it? So, <laughs> we Eddie, have, I, I rate Luis Ortiz. <laughs> so, do I. I like him. He's about 100 years old. He's yeah, great. Yeah. He's doing his bit for geriatrics the world over. <laughs> um, but look. I mean, aged. If you, Eddie, Eddie Hearn saying oh we're going to make that in London I mean mm. the only way Andy Ruiz if he hands down thinks he can beat Joshua anywhere in the world London makes sense because that's where they're going to sell 90,000 tickets and make him a fuckload of cash if he wants everything on his way like the Klitschkos used to do everything going in their favour there's no fucking way he's coming to London
0: no the other thing is I almost debate how far Joshua would want London because, I mean, picture this, you know, he has Ruiz in London, he beats him. The next offer is Wilder in America. He goes back to America, he he fights in New York or in Las Vegas, and, you know, he's only ever lost in America. And it unsettles it. For me, I think Joshua has to back himself to beat Ruiz in the rematch and do it in America.
1: America. Yeah. Well, and also, so this is the other thing. Is that a little bit like when Tyson Fury beat Vladimir Klitschko mm-hmm. Apart from obviously the Al Heyman connection which I've just mentioned I think that Andy Ruiz beating Anthony Joshua is good It's good for the division Because suddenly there's this guy in there who's another person at play Who's got a belt, who's got some leverage Who can probably hand-pick an opponent or two if he wants um, You know, he's no Charles Martin, this guy He's not a paper champion
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, I just think it makes it more exciting and, I, and can I just add before we move on shout out to Southport Jab uh, God as he likes to be known he's got a little shrine to him in my house um, <laughs> Charles <laughs> Martin yeah Charles Martin no Chris Wadham <laughs> who's, uh, who's on holiday in Falaraki with his uh, with his family uh, sunning it up um, but he said before and I think you, you know about this George because when we were talking about the podcast on our little group chat he said this Round of heavyweight title fights or heavyweight fights: Fury, Wilder, Mm. Joshua. He said the heavyweight division has long been due a uh, an upset, and he said, "I guarantee you, one of these fights is going to be an upset." So, Chris, I mean, you were spreading your bets a little bit, but fair play, you got that right.
0: Mm.
1: I thought it would be Ortiz. I thought as soon
0: as they made Ortiz Wilder, I thought,
1: "Oh no!" I mean, Wilder versus the last one, the one the other week, Wilder versus old. Chris yeah, I oh not yeah, Chris yeah, Nick, yeah. Or what's the Sorry. other one uh, Brazil Dominic Brazil. Dominic Buffet Brazil <laughs> that didn't take long did it <laughs> no exactly <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway anyway let's move
0: one other <laughs> review <laughs> one other not, not AJ okay. but just while okay. we're on the heavyweights I just want to say uh, that Huey Fury's comeback the opposition uh, Chris Norad just wasn't up to it he, he was levels below but my uh, Huey Fury looked in the best shape of his life He got rid of that. He got rid of the flab, and and he just looked like a proper fighter. I I love
1: the Furies. I'd love to see Huey back up at world level again. So fair play.
0: Yeah. Well done, Huey. So that was our review section. We're now going to run through a few previews, and we've got a Southpaw jab fighter just coming into Fight Week now. Adam, do you want to talk us through it?
1: Yes, yes. Much beloved, Jack, dashing Jack Hughes. Uh, Our oh, oh, super flyweight, we sort of touched on it earlier. He he lost his last time out in a great fight with Ricky Little for the inaugural Southern Area f- Super Flyweight title. There's never been one before, so you know, fair play to Ricky Little. That was a good fight. Um, Jack's making his comeback. He's had a few things on his plate outside of the ring. Um, he's well loved. I mean, he's well, he he's what's the word? He's a, he's got his idiosyncrasies, Jack, but. He's, he's and he'll probably have to look that up when he listens to this but um, he's a lovely bloke he's a really really lovely guy and I mean we we wish all of our Southport jab guys the very best um, but Jack uh, yeah of course so I spoke I actually spoke to him uh, earlier so we'll have a short listen to what he said yes we're gonna hear from Jack
2: now yeah man I'm obviously I'm just literally buzzing now for Saturday all right, it's been a uh, it's been a weird camp man like full of like ups and downs like the obviously the first couple of weeks of of camp that like, i didn't even think i was going to be fighting and i wasn't even like dieting or nothing i think i think you probably saw my status about it that i put up um so obviously i just went through like quite a couple of things at the start of camp so like my mind wasn't really focused and then like rob took me out uh, took me on a day out. Like, took me that, that. Took me to eat. Took me out with his kids. And then he um, introduced me to a fella called Kyle, who I literally just dropped off some tickets to actually. But um, yeah, like he he, met, he introduced me to this guy called Kyle, who was he's like crippled from um, he's like paralysed. He was told he'd never walk again, but he he walks. He, he's got he has crutches, but he's like able to walk and stuff now. Um, And he was just introducing me to him and like he was like jack's been going through a couple problems and carl like made me tell him like what my problems were and he was just like you know you've got a great opportunity now you can't use these things to be excuses not to fight and so on and so forth and like he really like motivated me into um, into fighting so then probably around i've probably taken the camp seriously for probably about four or five weeks um Oh, and like obviously I'm at New Kings now A new gym So it's like a new start New nickname As we all know um, And yeah I'm, I'm just really excited To go in there Because like This will be like the first time Really That I've had a proper trainer Training me the whole camp um, I've got sparring At like my fingertips Whenever I need it I've like Fuad Aaron Rob's son uh, Ryan Walsh you know, so like, I've got great sparring whenever I need it, all the time. Um, i been sparring like two, three times a week, which is like more than I've ever had before. Um, yeah, and like Rob's just taught me so many new things. He's tidied me up on certain areas. Obviously, like Rome wasn't built in a day, like as they say. So there's a couple things that obviously like he's not going to get like get all my bad habits out in, in one camp. It's going to take a while. As i said rome wasn't built in a day um, and yeah man I'm, I'm really looking forward to it i like i think this is gonna be like a whole new jack that you're gonna see on the night um and do you know what when, when we had showy i was made literally so 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 confident of a stoppage like it was unbelievable like i honestly thought like ricky would have had that logo on his shorts like no matter what don't get me wrong, I'm st- I still definitely believe that I can pull off a stoppage uh, just with everything that like all the training, like, everything that Rob's taught me. And like this guy isn't the most durable person in the world, but he is like four weights heavier than me. He's fought out well away, So like at the same time, it is a bit of a risk taking this fight, but like real fighters take risks and so on. But um, yeah, man, I'm still confident on a stoppage. I think this fight's definitely harder than the showy fight, 100%. Like, the guy's very awkward, he's got long arms. it could be a bit of a tricky run. Like, it might take me a round or two to work him out. But, yeah, man, I'm just really confident, really excited. Like, I literally just cannot wait to get in the ring now and put all the hard work together, hey. mate.
1: Um, he's got a bet with uh, fellow Southport JAB member Ricky Heavens. Neither of them has a knockout yet on their on, on their uh, resume, and they've got they've, there's a long running bet that is uh, the source of some uh, fun in the Southwood Jab WhatsApp group, uh, where whoever gets the first knockout, the other one has to then wear the their, the, the other guy's logo on their shorts for the rest <laughs> of their career. So, uh, so that's a good one. We're hoping hoping that gets solved soon because, quite frankly, guys, you're taking your goddamn time. Um, <laughs> So yeah, best of luck to Jack, Stefan Slavchev. Your call this Saturday. Get a Jack on. Yeah. Get a ticket. Get a ticket. Just yeah. Um, and oh, watch a- out, Stefan Slavchev. Yeah. Come on, mate. You know you want to take a dive. Down in the fourth. Down in the fourth. Anyway, let's let's move on to the rest of that card. Yes, moving on.
0: And now for our previews, we're going to start off uh, with the Steve Goodwin show at York Hall on Saturday, that's the 8th of June. Brad Pauls is headlining uh, in a southern area middleweight title fight against Darren Cadona. Um, Do you want to lead off on that, Adam?
1: Yeah, well, Darren Cadona, no stranger to a southern area title fight. I think his last three have been uh, Southern area middleweight title fights, Taylin Jones, and then he got absolutely battered by, uh, to be fair, he's an exceptional talent, uh, Linus Udofia. Um, he doesn't come across well, Darren Cadona. Uh, Brad Pools is an excellent fighter, he's 12-0, I think he's got six or seven knockouts, which small haul is, is a high, we're looking now on box rec, seven. So yeah, there we go. So, you know, that's a good small haul, um, Small Hall record. Uh, Obviously, he's never really fought at Southern Area level. But these guys, you know when they're good enough to move up. And Cardona's like... uh, All right, Linus was the first person to stop him. And Linus is exceptional. But Brad Pauls is very, very good. So, uh, if I had to stick my neck out, I'd say I reckon Cardona might get stopped there again. Um, But, yeah, it's a good card. Goodwin cards are uh, usually pretty busy. There's a few... Uh, a few good talents on there. No, obviously, we've talked about Jack Hughes, uh, our very own Team Southport JAB member. Uh, anybody else you'd pick out off that?
0: Uh, well, there's there's Jake Ball as well, who's making a return against Daryl Sharp, and uh, well he's lost to to Craig Spider Richards last time out, but uh, yeah, he's looking to to make a comeback here, and he's always he's always um, been an, an impressive fighter. But I think him versus Richards. Uh, it almost leaves his career not in a crisis, but he's got to prove something now. He's got to come back and prove something. Well, he's he's as got, got that
1: horror. Because uh, he wasn't in match room for a while. He's got that horror, mm. horror stoppage, first round stoppage loss to J McDonough. Jay, yeah, JJ McDonough. Um, Daryl Sharp. I mean, Daryl Sharp, I think, was I think was down at Middleweight and he was like Midlands area champion or something. Yeah, Fiscal so Area. Yes, yes. Yeah, so he's a. Uh, He's a belt winner, but at two weights away from fighting Jake Ball. Jake Ball's competed at a much higher level. I mean, Craig Richards is, is a very, very good fighter. Um, I don't know if that's a six-rounder or an eight-rounder. Can't be a f- four-rounder.
0: For it, for it to be a, a, a meaningful result for Ball, if he stopped Darrell Sharp, I'd be really, really impressed. Very, very impressed. Even,
1: even with the, the weight disparity here.
0: I'd still be impressed because
1: he's, yeah, I mean, he's so durable. He's only yeah, been stopped he's a fairly once. he's a fairly solid guy that was sharp. He's, he's he- heavy set. And, uh, yeah, um, gonna be hard to get out of there. I don't. You know, of, co- of course he's not a light heavyweight,
0: but he won't struggle to make the weight and feel decent. Um, but yeah, if Jake Ball stops him, that's the kind of comeback he needs because, as, as you said, Jake Ball's kind of flown so high and now. Um, I mean, for me, him, him and Craig Spider-Richards was a really interesting piece of matchmaking. Mm. Really liked that yeah. fight being made, but him losing it for Jake Ball is gutting as well because it's, it's a big question about whether he belongs at that level and now he's got to prove
1: if he does. Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, he's not going to do that against uh, Daryl Sharp, let's be brutally honest, but no. he can do with a win. Off the back of that, um, on the on the on the Ball family name, um, I don't think they're related. But Brandon Ball, yeah, I was uh, Brandon Ball. Obviously, I was I was shocked to see him lose that last fight. To be honest, against uh, Stefan Sachev. Um, Sachev is you know he's one of those guys who comes over to lose every now and then. He picks up a little win, but Brandon's a, a very very good boxer. He's He's slick. He's, uh, you know, he's speedy uh, and he's accurate. And I, I, yeah, I was really shocked. So hopefully, Brandon, good luck. Um, hoping to get you, uh, see you get another win, uh, get back on the winning uh, trail this weekend. Who else we got on that card, George? Uh, there's a few. There's
0: Jack Newham. Uh, he's taking on Naheem Chowdhury. I've got Adrian Redman takes on uh, Harry Matthews. Harry Matthews, he gets around, doesn't he? <laughs> um, Mohib Fazeldin, who's uh, 12-0, 12-0 with draw, Droys, fighting Jamie Quinn, uh, we've got a few others on there as well, I believe you knew you wanted to talk about Ohio Kane?
1: Ohio Kane, yeah, he's, um, he's out of uh, Elth- Jim in Eltham, yeah. who our very own Matt Lewis, Matt is, uh, is one of our writers and a keen boxer himself. He knows Ohio came very well, and he is always raving about him. So that's a good fight. And also, I'd like to pick out from the away side of the uh, side of the show is Dylan Draper. Now, Dylan is uh, he's fighting Alan Ratib. Actually, he's um, he's Mickey Heliot's, I think sole opponent, mm-hmm. but Mickey loves him. Like Mickey will go. It, d- Dylan will be fighting down in like Lands End. John O'Groats. Doesn't matter. He'll um he'll Mickey will go with him because he lo- I mean Mickey loves his boxing, but you know, it's a anyway, Dylan's a lovely guy. Always wish him the best. He's picked up a win recently, um on his he's had uh, thirty odd fights. Um so yeah, Dylan, good luck.
0: Yeah, well fair play to Dylan, he's only been stopped once as well in all that time. Um we're going to encourage you as well just to, to have a look into getting tickets. If you know any of those boxes, or if you're interested in watching them but you don't know them, get in touch with them on social media. We say it every week, but that is the best way to get your tickets.
1: Um, we, we do it on our articles as well, on yeah. um Plug. Um, honestly, we get, we get sent press releases and, all right, I don't get rid of it because they've sent us it for free, but I'll always, I'll always try and add... Um, look, you can go through StubHub or frankwarren.com or whoever it is I don't, I don't, I don't think you can buy through Frank Warren it's just an example, don't, mm. please don't sue us um, <laughs> you know, you can go through these things but it's easier to get tickets through the fighters So it's, it's, it's actually easier than through there, it's mm. probably cheaper because you don't have to pay them booking and they things. normally deliver them and they'll, and they'll drop them off so you get to meet them if it's a guy you like well, or even if even if they don't you know it's just you're supporting the fighter not the show yeah. if you see what I mean and um, you know there's uh, we've talked about him loads recently so um, you know uh, it's Jake Best he's fighting that uh, Florian Mark the, the, the Goodwin guy that's got like 400,000 followers on Instagram um, he's fighting him on the Frank Warren show at Up and in it no up here at the O2 the the, the, the Dubois versus Gorman fight, <laughs> and Heavy I spoke. Ticket. I spoke to Jake last week and sort of asked him about tickets because you know, look, this guy's it's a big fight for him. If we can give him, if, if well, we can give him, if we as fans can give mm. some money to a guy that we know and like, then why wouldn't you? So on, yeah, a, on another show that could
0: headline the, Best and Marku on another show that could headline. On, that's on, best a good. On find. a Marku
1: show at your call, yeah. absolutely. But, I mean, Best is no nonsense, former Marine, fucking hard guy. Anyway moving swiftly on are we going to go over to America George it
0: looks like we are we're going to we're going to cross the pond so Zab Judah
1: Zab Zab <laughs> return of the Jew <laughs> Re- die return. Judah <laughs> return of the Zab no uh, Judah, <laughs> Judah Jedi no return of the no, Jedi I see what you're going Yeah, about. it didn't work, it didn't work. Uh, move on
0: almost versus Cletus, uh, Cletus. the Hebrew Hammer Selden, yeah.
1: which is I, one I, of my favourite names. It is. A, it is a good name. Um, I mean, let's be honest. This is a weird one, isn't it? It's like the NABA, like the North America. Their equivalent of the British title, only. Uh, I mean, but they never seem to mention it.
0: You, you no, know. because
1: it's bollocks. What cracks me up is that, like, America obviously is famously slightly bigger than England. Um, <laughs> And they've got this title that seems to hold literally no weight anywhere. Mm. Like you'd think, like the British title is, is respected, that Lord Lonsdale belt. That's, you know, that's like. The, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure most English speaking countries know of the British title as being mm. a mark of quality and yet they've got more people in America, more boxers in America, and their NABA is worth a, a, a pot of piss, yeah. basically. M-
0: not anyway,
1: bypass it, don't they? Well, they exactly, can. yeah. I mean, you know, when you see someone that's won it, you don't go, oh, well, he must be good, mm. like you do with a British title. Um, anyway, Zab Judah, he's... Well, I mean... I really like him as a person he comes across well he's a bit goddy for me but I'm not really into that but fine I understand that other people are Um, goddy is an interesting way of putting religious yeah Yeah. god bothery it's 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 an amalgamation of those two words anyway um, yeah you know I like him I like him Mm -hmm. but he's 41 He's, there was pictures of him working and this isn't a knock because I used to work in a hospital he was working as like a hospital porter so he's obviously been looking for cash because that's a fairly low paying job he's not fought much in the last few years I think it's two, my notes say two fights in five and a half years um, whether I'm right on that I don't know but, but I usually am so <laughs> um, look it stinks to me of a guy coming back looking for a you know, a last shot, it and does. they always say when you're fighting for money, you're fighting for the wrong reasons. So, I, I want to see him do well. As much as I like Cletus's name, and he sounds like a some sort of farmer, mainly due to The Simpsons. Um, I'd love to see Zab win it. So, but let's see. Can let's I, see. It's I, just an interesting. The yeah. only reason we picked that out is because it's an interesting fight, not because we think it's yeah, going to yeah. be. The greatest yeah. fight you're going to see this weekend although 100%. to be fair given it's such a shallow week of boxing it could yeah. well be
0: there's not much going on this weekend and that's why as adam says that's why we've picked this out but just a word on cletus selden i do want to have a word on cletus selden because he was uh being touted as quite a big prospect in america he was one of those who was going on um almost similar not to the same extent but as pigford here where he would stop guys um He showed power, he showed a lot of promise, uh, and then he lost. He he had a a really surprising loss, Um, and this, as a result, is quite a big fight for him. And if we're going into that uh, in a way we've discussed where Zab is looking for a bit of cash, if Cletus Selden is as hungry as I think he may be from what he's seen of him, It it could be an interesting fight. You know, you've got that skill set of Judah, but you've also got the age, and then you've got young and hungry Seldon without the same skill set, Uh, and that's that's why we sort of picked up on this one and thought it was an interesting fight. We were considering it at one point for our bet of the week, but we've trolled uh, all through the internet, and basically we we can't find any odds on it. (laughs) Yeah. No one you, seems keen to you, offer any odds If You type
1: odds. Hebrew Hammer into Google, you don't get bloody odds bets. You get, <laughs> you get very niche porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there you go. That, that was our research
0: session anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> looking at, looking at hisidic porn in a pub no, in London. That sounds,
0: that sounds all kinds of wrong. That didn't happen. Don't worry. But... <laughs> Best of luck to both Zabjuda and Clayton Seldon as they compete for the NABA super lightweight uh, title. Moving on very swiftly uh, to Gennady Golovkin versus Steve Rolls in a non-title bout. Is that Steve
1: Jobs' baker cousin? Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Apologise. Can we cut that?
0: Tumbleweed. Yeah, tumbleweed.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was on such a high after the Hasidic <laughs> porn joke. <laughs> uh, I just thought I can say anything I want now. I can say anything I want. Yeah, and I fell on now. my face like a fucking fool.
0: Got anything to say about Golovkin versus the yeah. man, the myth, the legend, the one, the Steve man we've rolls. all been waiting Steve, to see? Steve rolls
1: over. Steve uh, rolls. I mean, let's let's be honest. This is a ticking over fight, isn't it? I mean, for Steve game, Roll. Got, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. No, that's a falling over fight, for Steve Rolls. I mean, look, Golovkin. Um, You're
0: a brave man, though, to say that after what's happened this weekend. <laughs> well,
1: I'm not going to say that about any. No, I mean, look, a this is a, there's Andy Ruiz Jr. had had four world titles on the line. This guy's got nothing. There's no title on the line. There's not even a spurious kind of North America or silver or fucking pearl have you seen this pearl there's a pearl to that's that a
0: new one isn't it that's
1: yeah, I, I, yeah my joke on latest. twitter was I assume you win a necklace <laughs> um, anyway so I mean look they, you know it's a ticking over fight when somebody of the calibre and the uh, kind of profile of Golovkin is not even fighting for a title they haven't even thrown it anything is, behind yeah. it he's, it's got, he's got an unbeaten record this Steve Rolls but that's it
0: mm. Definitely, I, I yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the only thing is, sometimes with that unbeating record comes such confidence. I don't know a lot about Steve Rolls. I, I'm going to just confess that uh, because he's always been, um, you, you know, fighting in in Canada and America. Uh, completely unlikely that he'll do anything. But you know, even if. It, even if uh, even if he doesn't win, he might just surprise us with even how long he lasts in the fight. Um, hopefully, we get something competitive out of it. You know, it, it, it's likely to just be a tick over for Golovkin.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, it's oh, a, it's a, it's a, it's a real. As you can probably tell by the fact that I'm trying to make up jokes off the cuff here, there's not an awful lot going on this week.
0: So, other than Gennady Golovkin, really, we've had a look at the rest of this card and <laughs> there's not an awful lot going on. Such a poor... Adam, affair, you uh, wanted to pick out White yeah,
1: Chocolate? White Chocolate. Um, yeah, I see, I really like Nikita Ababi. Do you feel as Bastards? strongly
0: for Nikita Ababi as Anna Woolhouse does?
1: Uh... <laughs> No, no. I just see. I, this is to quite funny because we were talking about this earlier, and I think that he comes across really well. He's quite mm-hmm. uh, charismatic. You know, he's not going to set the world on fire. He's no, he's no Brad Pauls, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a. Uh, you know he's he's a good fighter. He's he, I really liked him. I saw him live at the the O2 the other week, you, and you I, did. I just I just enjoyed watching him fight. He picked we're his going back well. to but when you, you don't like him, do you? we're
0: going back to when he was on toe to
1: toe, yeah, the
0: skyboxing podcast, and we um, I'd say no most of the time we have quite a similar take on what's on there. But that week you came on and and, and said the same thing. You said, "Oh, I really liked him," and I came out and said he is the most boring guest, the least charismatic guest they have ever had and he bored me to tears and I've, I've, I've never it's, actually it's said that. It's interesting that
1: we've got a really different yeah. view on charisma yet we do a oh. podcast together.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. I, I, like to be, I like to be positive about fighters and I think he's fantastic in the ring so I, that's probably the only reason I'm willing to say this. I think he's fantastic in the ring but God, when he spoke, I mean I feel the same about in a different way about Joe Joyce like fantastic in the ring but when he speaks
1: he's, he's got all the charisma of an empty, empty room hasn't he <laughs> um anyway yeah so that i mean basically that's about it isn't it george for there so um we, 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 we're we're kind of gonna not lower the tone but certainly oh no, no yeah no. well they're,
0: they're sorry to cut in on you there is one other uh small preview to do oscar valdez Who's he's twenty five and zero with twenty knockouts. He's taking on Jason Sanchez, who's fourteen and zero with seven knockouts. That's in Reno, Nevada.
1: Um, and that's it's for uh, t- it's, it's uh, Valdez's title, right? Didn't he beat? I think he outpointed Scott Quigg quite recently. he's, oh, yeah. he's uh, in the rain. In the ra- oh, <laughs> uh, you watch different videos to me, but. um he yeah, he, uh, he's he's pretty astonishing fighter. Uh, from what I believe he's got a fairly high knockout rate. So, mm. but so is so is uh, his opponent. I think anyway. It's all off the top of my head. I did read the broadcast notes. I just told you tw-
0: twenty knockouts out of twenty five uh,
1: for Valdez. What, what are they? Super feather feather. That's quite featherweight. Yeah, yeah, that's quite quite a decent knockout rate. It? Is, yeah. So fair enough. I mean mm. that, that that to be honest. That's probably the best fight of the weekend. It is. A- anywhere in the world. Um, it is. It is like, in it's th- a
0: pretty skinny weekend. Honestly, listeners, uh, we love you dearly and we've spent a long time looking at what's going on this weekend. Just not reading the notes we would made. But the, oh, it is a pretty thin weekend, really. The bet of the week um, has been tough this week. Um, but before we do that, we're going to talk... Uh, yes, before we do that, we've got actually a really tragic piece of news that um, that we wanted to save... Like, we, we didn't save this because it wasn't important, but we we wanted to save it because... We wanted to talk properly
1: about it and not yes, have other things weighing on... Weighing yeah, it's on tragic
0: the, and we, wanted to, we didn't want to have people waiting for us to talk about AJ or anything like that because this is really the most important thing on the podcast, I mean... Connor Law, um, who, who is, you reported on it, not you? Yeah, 26-year-old, uh, unbeaten, 13 and 0 super middleweight, uh, reportedly um, has has died as a result of suicide. Um, that's according to to Alex Arthur, uh, the Scottish boxing legend, um, on Twitter, and we have every reason to, to believe that he's well informed uh, on this a lot of other people just, just said you know R.I.P. Colonel Law uh, but yeah sadly it sounds like uh, well we don't want to jump the gun ha- you know anything could have happened but uh, according to Alex Arthur um, he, he's unfortunately well so tragically killed himself and as Adam said I reported on his last fight actually in Glenrothes um, uh, against Yelton Neves uh, which was a competitive bout, but you you could see um, Connor's talent. Um, I spoke to him very briefly when he was leaving. Uh, I was getting in the car and he walked past. um, It looked like he was walking home. I hope somebody was giving him a lift. It looked like he was walking home and he walked past my car and I just said, well box Connor. Um, And we had a a very short chat uh, about uh, about the bout. Um, And he looked like a very promising middleweight or super middleweight. and I know a lot of Scottish boxers have, have spoken out about this and it's just a real tragedy um, I know Adam you had some things you wanted to speak about on this because you've, you've sort of written about mental health before and had your own issues and things like that
1: yeah I mean it's it's a difficult one because uh, I mean I like to make jokes about things but and I can make jokes about my own mental health stuff because it's mine, it's a bit like when people say I can say that because I'm black or I can you know and I mean I don't mean I genuinely don't mean that flippantly um, it is it is a subject that is is mm-hmm. something that I've mm-hmm. I've really really struggled with over the last year I've you know I've been hospitalised with, uh, with depression um, for a p- quite a f- substantive period of time if you've ever been in the hospital for more than five minutes um, and yeah i just I just feel desperately sad when I see this because I understand where these people have been, and I was there myself, and it just it 's so weird because at the time you don 't see anything being better than it but um than, than how life is, but it do, it does it 's really weird it does it does get better, and nothing 's really any different. it just does get better, and yeah, as you say i 've been writing about it on my my little blog. Um, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's Adam Thorn writing dot um, I've called it the bastard noose, but I mean that's by the by, that's irrelevant. Like this, this poor bloke, um, yeah, there, there, but for the grace of luck, go I. Um, and yeah, it's mm. people make shit decisions, and unfortunately, um, and, I, and I don't mean that in a horrible way. It, it, it quite obviously was a shit decision, and I. I, I I'm just got it I'm just got it
0: yeah it was really tragic he did he, 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 again you know we're not talking about this flippantly but not not long ago he put something up uh, on Twitter that's been reported on Conor Law who said uh, you know it's words to the effect of um, I've been having a really rough time recently and thanks to my friends who've come through and, and supported me through it so you know we knew there's been issues going on for him he's spoken before about um on camera about the, the uh, stresses of uh, being a professional boxer uh, credit to unanimous decision there on YouTube we interviewed him uh, uh, an interesting interview with him there if you want to see that that's up on YouTube and he, he speaks about the um, I think that was his last interview uh, uh, he speaks about the stresses of being a professional boxer and there are a lot at the lower levels there are a lot um, that guys don't worry about at the top, you know, ticket selling things like that. Especially, as you said, being from a from a small place uh, like uh, Kelty, uh, which it, which is where Connor was from. Um, uh, I mean, I,
1: j- yeah. Sorry, sorry, interrupt. I just I, ju- I just feel like this is something that is so important. We should do a longer pod on it. We should do almost like a <laughs> tune in, guys. Depression special. This is going to be fun. But no, I I, I genuinely think it, it is the kind of thing where. I mean, for me, the, the way you see through these things is by making, being able to laugh. Because if you can laugh, there, there's a glimmer of hope. Mm. Do you see do um, you know what I mean? And yeah, I'd, I'd like, I'd like to be able to. I mean, let us know what you think at home. But I'd love to do a Southport Jam podcast where we talk about mental health openly. With we get maybe get a fighter in or two. And because, yes. you, like, obviously, you and I, we know fighters off the scenes. We know how prevalent it is. It's prevalent the same amount in them as it is in anyone else, mm-hmm. and they feel it so much more because of the pressures on them, and because, it, you know, it's a man sport. It's not in in their I'm using that in inverted commas, but you know, it's a you, you can't show weakness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that is a, that is a massive pressure because even on the normal your average Joe in the street, he feels like. He can't show any weakness, but you imagine being a boxer and trying to trying to do that. These guys like risk their lives.
0: Yeah, so many fighters have come out and and thankfully started to speak about it. Um, Tyson Fury uh, came out and again, it was I'm not going to say the exact quote. It was words to the effect of uh, while while he had his time off, words to the effect of he said boxing is the saddest thing. I've ever known it was something uh, I think it was the saddest thing was his quote um, and uh, I, I've recently I, I've interviewed Tommy Philbin several times before who's a Celtic super middleweight champion uh, he's had sort of quite well documented uh, in Scottish boxing circles he's had quite well documented uh, mental health issues and uh, we've reached out to him uh, to come on the podcast at some point he's a fantastic fighter uh, made his comeback quite recently um, after suffering uh, from that and, and uh, yeah we really wish uh, wish him all the best um, should we should we
1: just not I'm just keen that we don't end on a on a not a downer because I think as again I, I think it's a subject that can be approached with a kind of levity with uh, you know a sense of humour about it and, uh, and a more open debate but I, I feel like right now is maybe not the time um, is there is there is there a neat segue out of this George I guess is what I'm saying um, obviously obviously commiserate not commiserations that's the wrong word but just sending our love to mm. them.
0: Genuinely, we we've been slightly um, less articulate than usual, just because we um, this isn't script- really. In, in this is not scripted. In in talking about Conor Law, uh, you know, we've both been really genuinely gutted about that, and we, we just wanted to say that on the pod because uh, he was an immensely talented young man, and you know, I re- I reported on his his last fight and. Um, you know, every, everyone was so looking forward to seeing uh, what he achieved in his career, um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's nothing. It's the, but it's
1: the loss of a human as yeah, well as a boxer. We, we, and look, yeah. uh, it's always sad. It's ne- it's never well. I mean, it's it's never a, it's never a good thing. People make poor decisions, and unfortunately, it's a poor decision you can't come back from unless you get very lucky, which I have to say is is actually what happened to me. So. Yeah, let's before you we get we get me worked up, George.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, well, just to end our our, you know our commiserations and and our warmest feelings to Connor's family and friends, and um, yeah, all the best to them. And we're we're very sorry to hear that news. Um, And we're gonna move on now. So we want to start now um, with a, a fight very sort of dear to our hearts, Hannah Rankin. Uh, who's a, a team southpaw jab member she's 6 and 3 is fighting for the IBO World Female Super Welterweight title against America's Sarah Curran who is 4 1 and 1 that's on a Sam Kynock promotion at the Paisley Lagoon Center also appearing, uh, Ahmed Ibrahim is a is a standout. He's fought O'Hara Davies before. There's Thomas Dixon, uh, who's uh, we've had a chat with. He's going to come on the show. Uh, he's an interesting prospect. Um, and Calvin, we, we, we should point out
1: this isn't this week. This is next week, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Thomas Dixon's going to come on next week, uh, and the show yeah is 15th of June. But that fight, Hannah Rankin versus Sarah Curran. Uh, what do you make of it, Adam?
1: Well, obviously it's a massive, uh, massive opportunity for Hannah. She's incredibly excited, been looking forward to it. Um, I think it's the same night or the night after Lucy Wildheart fights for the IBO, so we could have uh, a team member and then slightly preceding that, a friend of Southport Jav, as we like to call the people that aren't team members that we get on with, uh, winning IBO titles in their weight classes, which is in the, and both females, which is great. Um, obviously we champion the, 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 the XY code. Um, yeah I mean we'll, uh, I'm hoping that we'll, <laughs> of course we'll preview the, uh, the H- Hannah Rankin fight next week um, properly uh, whether it's me and you or you and Chris or me and Chris however way it works obviously uh, yeah, I'm starting to get the goops, goosebumps now like it's got to the point where I, when it gets close to fight week I start, I start to get like oh maybe this could happen oh maybe this could happen um, of course, the fighters don't get like that because they're professional fucking poker players. They they, they don't lose any. But any we're s- confident in Hannah. Hannah's going to blast her out. Hannah's going to sort her out. She's going to send her straight back Look, to the ha- States. Hannah fought above her weight against Clarissa Shields and mm. looked less likely to get stopped than Christina Hayman did. In case you haven't noticed, we've stopped trying to be impartial. Hannah's going to send <laughs> yeah, her back yeah, to the yeah, States. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, and Sarah Curran looks, sounds like a, a, a you know a very decent woman, a yeah. hard worker. She does, she does, she but does. she's not our guy. No. So well sorry. done, Sarah, sorry for taking it. Sorry, boy, Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, should we should we she move goes. on to the the favourite part of the podcast? People's favourite I, part. I, know, I do quickly
0: want to say, uh, Ahmed Ibrahim uh, is taking on Martin Taylor. Also on that card, uh, Taylor's unbeaten at six and oh. Uh, but Ahmed Ibrahim, nine two and one, is a really interesting prospect, I think. He's 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 Ibrahim, uh, for me, if I were back in one of them, it would be Ibrahim. He he looks like a quality operator. He's lost to O'Hara Davis, um, but look, the Livingston man here, Taylor. he 's clearly got something in as well, you know he 's six and oh he 's unbeaten he 's got the confidence that comes with being unbeaten, but I just think that that adds to the show you know elsewhere uh, we 're looking for opponents to be confirmed still um, well, we, there will be more by next week, surely, but yes, yes, definitely uh, there 's a, there's a heavyweight debut as well likely from Kasim Salim uh, he, was, he was due to, to make that debut a few months ago, so i 'm sure he 'll be well up for it when he does get in the ring. Uh, and that's one to watch out for yeah so we're going to move on now to our bet of the week and now just to finish up the show really, bet of the week. <laughs> we've got our bet of the week our, our, our bet of the week that was really unsettling Adam but we've got <laughs> our bet of the week um, and as we've told you there's basically fuck all going on
1: this weekend <laughs> I think that might the, be the first time in 11 podcasts that you've swore well
0: you you me dealing with bet insights um on a weekend like this does amount in in enough frustration um so so yeah
1: so what have you got have you got are you going to do a Chris Rodham's bet of the week in which you basically sit there on your phone on Skybet picking like reading out odds <laughs> i, I Chris, that's not a bet. That's just you repeating, regurgitating. Sky. <laughs> anyway, that was my. That was I my did really, here.
0: I did really enjoy listening Once. to you and Chris argue over that. And and Chris, yeah, okay. Chris, you did cheat. You'd read out. You got three bets. Is my one bet
1: of the week? One, just one. You know what one is? Right? One. Right, you're yeah. holding up. I can see his finger, guys. He's saying one.
0: One comes of one. And and right, this is value over um, over likelihood, but. There's fuck all going on this weekend, but Gennady Golovkin to stop Steve Roll. Uh, Steve Roll's. We're going for round nine. The only way we found any value. I'm, I always look for value in a bet. Um, y- you know, for a good price and a good like. You've got to f- cut that measure between a good price and the is it actually going to come in? You know, if, if you spend all your time betting on odds on favourites, yes, they're very likely to come in but you're going to get fucked sometimes. <laughs> uh, and where's the fun in that? And where's the fun in that? So here, uh, we, we've got Go through. into your
1: parents' bedroom, steal a fiver, here's what George says you <laughs> spend it on. We're not
0: encouraging that. <laughs> Gennady Golovkin, uh, Chris, don't go into your parents' bedroom and
1: steal a fiver. No, he'd need 15 quid.
0: Gennady <laughs> <laughs> uh, Golovkin, is stopped. Steve Rolls, round nine. That's 16 to one. The bookies think... Uh, that Golovkin is going to do it in rounds two to six. They're all priced um, eight to one. We think. I mean, we we don't we don't get us wrong. We don't rate Rolls that highly. But um, he's unbeaten. Uh, he's got a little bit of nouse. Uh, we think he might last a little bit longer. And there's there's value uh, in round nine, just for a little punt, a little small one 16 to one. Round nine, Golovkin stops Steve Rolls we've seen him stop plenty before um, and that basically rounds up the podcast uh, so we've covered all sorts of different things we you know we've had that, that uh, sadly that horribly tragic note with Conor law and uh, we've had them one of the biggest shocks uh, of modern heavyweight boxing talking about aj as well uh, so we i think we've covered quite a few bases in this podcast uh, is there anything you want to say before we sign off adam
1: no, just as ever, uh, support your local uh, boxing scene. Get out to a small hall show. I know this it's not a busy weekend this weekend, but there is always boxing near you, provided you live near a town with a boxing hall and a promoter. Um, Although uh, this is kind of
0: the exception.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> because we
0: would have told you. That is what we try and do every week. We try yeah, and yeah, tell yeah, you.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's a shit week for that. But... Um, if you no, live near I mean, Steve Rolls. Look, obviously, best of luck to our very own Jack Hughes. Steve Rolls, you know, I hope you don't... Uh, there's so many jokes, all of them shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, just check out SouthPourJab.com, Check us out on Twitter, southpore underscore jab. Facebook, if you Google South... If you Facebook search Southport Jab. Uh, you know, we're yeah. easy to find. Get, there's some get great on the articles. Site. There's a the Lucy yeah. Wildheart interview. There's, uh, we've got one about to drop from daniel dubois which is a bit incendiary, talking about um nathan gorman for their upcoming fight we've got a kid galahad piece we've got um chris's speculative piece about where aj should go which had about a four hour shelf life before it changed but look we always try to bring new stuff out so do check out Japan. and the site
0: is on a roll at the minute really do have a look guys there's some really good stuff Personally, I'm massively looking forward to that Gorman fight, and we're putting a lot of, uh, a lot of things out about that. Um, I'm going to write something on that this week as well. Uh, and, and, yeah, we're really looking to cover that fight and everything else that's going on, so do have a look at southpawjab.com. Thank you very much for listening. Here's Adam with the finisher.
1: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, protect yourself at all times.
0: Thank you for listening. Yo, beast mode, I go
1: beast mode. Left right hook, and I reload. Speed until the E3 slow Connect every uppercut knee blow.